Welcome to the Cowboys. This season six veteran. We all judge you. We all judge you. Everybody's watching you play. All waiting to see why you got paid. What happens next? What happens next? Subpar performance. Subpar performance. I dare you to lift your team up on your back. Another turnover. Another turnover, but it wasn't Dex's problem. No, it wasn't Dex's fault this time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Oh, you like Dak? This is episode one of this. Let's just go ahead and pump the brakes. Let's go ahead and put something into perspective. Let's figure out. What's all the hype about Dak Prescott? He's in year six, and now all of a sudden, he's elite. He's the second coming of football Jesus. He is the savior of the Cowboys, blah, blah, blah. In season six, now he has all this uh, this aplomb that needs to be granted to him. Okay, okay, let's just, let's figure this thing out. Today's episode is coming in a timely uh, in a timely manner after Week Nine's game against the Broncos, uh, Dallas Cowboys, Denver Broncos, 2021 Week Nine of the NFL season. Uh, the The Broncos put a shellacking on the Cowboys, 30 to nothing, until like four minutes left in the game. So uh, in garbage time, the Cowboys were able to rack up 16 points and prevent them from being shut out for the first time since they opened up AT&T Stadium. Now, uh, okay, 16 points, yeah, that sounds great. When you look at the box score, or when you look at the score at the end of the game, it doesn't look as terrible as it actually was. But guys, Dak Prescott was 100% responsible for the garbage that happened today. He had barely 120 yards until that last four minutes, and then he somehow wound up with 232 and two touchdowns. Oh, and just in case we were curious, yet another turnover by Dak Prescott, another interception, which occurred uh, well before they had hit uh, 30 points. It was somewhere in the ballpark of 21 to 24 points whenever Dak Prescott threw that interception. It may even have been when they were at 19 when it was a three-possession game. Okay, so let's just let's just analyze this thing today. All the people who think that Dak is the best thing that could have happened to the Cowboys in the past 25 years are all quiet. If they're talking, they have no earthly idea what they are talking about. Everything is hopes. Everything is dreams. Nothing is reality. So I have been saying and I have several posts to this fact that Dak Prescott is not what everybody thinks he is. Now, I'm going to go ahead and clarify my position on the Cowboys, my position on Dak Prescott, so on and so forth. My posts have all been saying Dak sucks or Dak's not that great. Well, 
Uh, it's all in response to all these league MVPs. Uh, Dallas is already going to win the Super Bowl, according to most of the fans, which is why everybody hates Dallas Cowboy fans. It's week eight, week nine. They're six and one. Now they're six and two, and everybody's projecting NFC champs beyond a shadow of a doubt, and everybody's projecting week one by, and everybody's projecting Super Bowl victory. Uh, Pump the brakes just a little bit. It's week nine, and we have not had any sustainable success since 1999. Uh, I can put some perspective to it, but it's like once every three or four years, we're either winning the division or making the playoffs, and, and maybe twice every four years since uh, since basically 2000. Once the whole 90s Cowboys regime kind of folded, went their separate ways or whatever, uh, the sustainable success just deteriorated. And so what we have here is we have a guy who started in 2016 as, I'm going to call him a freshman, year one. He takes over for Tony Romo, an injured Tony Romo. Tony Romo can't play. Tony Romo doesn't get his job back. And Tony Romo retires, goes into the into the broadcast booth. Um I'm not the typical Cowboy fan. I am a Cowboy fan. I want the Cowboys to win. I want them to do everything they can to get that next Super Bowl. I cheer for them. I I want them to succeed. However, I have to look at this thing analytically. I have to look at it rationally. What's the probability that that happens this year? Well, right now, it's zero in 25 years. Okay, Uh, We've had three playoff wins in 25 years. One of those is credited to Dak. Two of those is credited to Tony Romo. I'm also not your typical Cowboy fan in thinking that Tony Romo was like the best Cowboys quarterback that we've ever had, save uh, Roger Staubach and Troy Aikman. No, I think Tony Romo was a phenomenal fantasy football quarterback. He got you statistics. He threw yardage. He threw touchdowns. He had a decent QBR uh, for his career, but he could not put anything together sustainably to win in the playoffs. Um his two playoff wins came separate playoff years. They never came back-to-back. They never strung them together. Um, when it came down to it towards the end of his career, the clutch games, the, the the times of the games where he truly needed to be on his game, he needed to be elite, as every Cowboy fan thought he was, he folded. Well, that's what Dak is. Dak is equivalent and maybe even slightly less career-wise than what Tony Romo was, and Tony Romo wasn't that great. Dak Prescott is a good football player, period. That's it. He's nothing special, at least not right now. He's There's nothing that makes him on the same level as those guys who've been in the playoff for like 18 out of 20 years, like a Tom Brady, who, uh, like Peyton Manning, was in competition with Manning, or with Brady the whole time in his career, and then uh, even surpassed a couple of times, took the position over as the greatest up until maybe the last couple years with Brady, where he won the last Super Bowl with the Patriots and then came to Tampa Bay and won a Super Bowl again. And, 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 and Tom Brady is clearly one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time, based on statistics, based on playoff uh, production based on uh, playing with a, a significantly wider range of talent uh, from year one to year, what is now 20 or 21. I don't even know how many years he's been in the league, but he has to be in the conversation of the greatest of all time. 
Then you look at other guys who are considered to be elite. Aaron Rodgers. Maybe not right now, but his sustainable success, he has been top of his division every year, it seems, since he took over for for uh, Brett Favre. And I'm not, I don't know if that's exact because I'm not a huge Green Bay fan, but uh, every year we're looking at Green Bay having to be beaten. Uh, looking at Drew Brees, who just retired. He, once he came over to New Orleans, he was taking New Orleans to the playoffs year after year. There was a couple times when Russell Wilson had something to say about that, and he made sure that uh, that they took care of that division. And and you can even potentially throw for his career, you can throw Russell Wilson ahead of Dak Prescott, in my opinion. Now, and then you also have this emerging elite, Patrick Mahomes, three years in a row, playoffs, Super Bowl appearance, Super Bowl win. Um, this year, they're 4-4. Four and four. I don't know how tonight's game shaped up, but uh, they're, they're knocking on the door of being able to find something for the remainder of this year and potentially make a fourth year-in-a-row playoff appearance. Uh, Dak Prescott has a 13-3 season for year one, mediocre 9-7, and 10-6, and again, mediocre, especially in the worst division in the NFC, if not the NFL, over the past decade, and then a mediocre 8-8. Eight and eight. And last year, I'm going to say that that if Dak Prescott finishes that first game, we lose. Or finishes that fifth game, excuse me. We lose, and he starts off as 1-4. But because uh, Andy Dalton came in, got the win, managed the team to win when they had the lead, then uh, Dak Prescott, because he started that game, got the credit for the win. Regardless, the conversation is, if you're looking at last year, Dak Prescott was 2-3. Two and three. That's 2 for 5 if you're looking at total games and wins versus total games. That's a 40% winning percentage. And every other quarterback, combination of quarterbacks, had a, I believe it was 500 or like 48%. So you throw in three or four other quarterbacks after Dak got injured, and our team with the same garbage defense has better record production. They have a better ability to win without Dak Prescott last year. And so you look at his statistics alone, and yeah, you're thinking, oh, Dak Prescott's going to be great. Well, 90% of his statistics came when they were down. Half of the reason they came when they were down was because he gave other the other team too many possessions, more than what they would have already had. And so he made a terrible defense play extra time because he couldn't keep control of the ball. He could not protect the ball. And so now he has some numbers. He has some numbers again, and now he has some wins behind him. He's 6-2. and two. One of those wins is credited to Cooper Rush. We'll get to that, whether it's this episode or the next. But one of those is credited to Cooper Rush. So he's, what, 5-2 and two as the starter, and he has lost to Tom Brady, who even today, even through today's game, was the only team with more than four wins out of eight weeks. That means everybody is either four and four or less or four and three, and that's how they have their winning record because they have a bye week. And so the argument one time I gave to somebody was, uh, yeah, no, he's not beating a team that has more than four wins up to today. Uh, and so... Or he's not, uh, yeah, yeah, he's not beating a team that has more than four wins up to today. And the argument came back, well, the reason they don't have more than four is because Dak beat them. And that's stupid. It's the dumbest thing in the history of arguments because they played once. Uh, 
The other two or three losses or more came at the hands of other teams, whether they be as good as the Cowboys or better or worse or whatever the argument you want to say. But Dallas was only responsible for four losses, one for each of those teams, five losses, whatever it is. And and it's not because Dallas beat them once that they don't have more than four wins. It's because they're average football teams. And even still, the Broncos were 4-4 four and four today before the game started. The Broncos are an average football team. If you look at some of their information, uh, coming into today, Denver was 4-0 and against losing record teams as of today's game. So they obviously may not have been losing records when they played. Like at the beginning, the first game Denver played was against the Giants. Everybody's 0-0, right? But now the Giants have a terrible record. And the and the Broncos uh, and the Broncos beat them. They they won their first few games, and now as of week nine, before they started playing, they were zero and four against winning record teams. The Broncos are significantly average of a football team. There's a whole lot of average, so that puts them in the mix for a potential playoff berth. But still, we're in week nine. We're in week nine. And the Cowboys have only beaten one team with more than six wins. If you look at their entire record or their entire schedule up to today, they only have three teams left that have more than four wins on their schedule. Now, that's going to change after after this weekend's games. But they don't have a difficult schedule on paper looking at it from the progress that teams have made from week one to now, their schedule isn't overly difficult. Now, let's get into today's game a little bit. Uh, whose fault was the game today? Was it coaches? Was it the Dallas defense? Was it the Dallas offense? Whose fault was it? Was it Dak because he's in control of the offense while on the field? He's not the play caller, but he does make the decisions when the play is run. Uh handoff, running plays, whatever you want to call them, he doesn't really make those decisions per se because it's a designed run, so the coaches make those decisions. But when it comes to passes, he has like four options. He has four things he's got to check, and he's got to start with one, two, three, and if he makes it to four, he has to check that option to see if it's viable. Okay, so uh, they were absolute dog trash today. The Dallas Cowboys sucked hind tit, and it's because they could not put anything together offensively. I will say largely it's because on third and three, on fourth and one, on very short yardage plays where they're just trying to get a first down, that's all they got to do. I think it was three or four times Dak tried to shoot for the end zone when all they needed was one or th- one to three yards. It was at least three times, if not four, could have even been five. It was absolutely the worst decision-making I've ever seen from a quarterback's perspective today where he, all he needed was a handful of yards and he tried to go for the throat in some capacity. You can't really say go for the throat because they were playing down the whole time. And where's this Dak Prescott that was playing down the whole time last year when he had these phenomenal stats? Where did that Dak Prescott go? Why wasn't he available today? So, uh, 
let's look at some other little things. They remained scoreless for 93% of the game. Up until like the last four to five minutes of the game, Cowboys were shut out. They did not even sniff field goal range. It was ridiculous. And how many of these passes were credited to to receivers running bad routes because everybody loves Dak? How many of these bad passes or incomplete passes were credited against the O-line because they allowed Dak to get pressure? The quarterback's job is to be effective despite the pressures of the position. There's going to be gigantic linemen or extremely fast and strong linebackers in your face, but your job is to rise above it, make the plays, make decisions, basically at gunpoint. This guy has to make decisions under fire, and today he laid the biggest egg. It was like he was like eight for 24 for less than 100 yards when um, when the fourth quarter started. Maybe even when they got the ball at like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. He, he had a 33% completion rate, which where are all my consistent people at? He's consistent. He throws well. He completes well. He completes a lot of passes. Where are all my QBR stat people where his QBR was like th- in the 30s or something ridiculous? I'm exaggerating because I don't know those exact numbers. But it was terrible. It was dog, trash, garbage, juice. It was horrible. And so, whose fault? Let's, let's again look at it. Whose fault? Uh, over the last five games, Denver had averaged 16.2 points per game. Over the last five games, they've given away 22 points per game. They have allowed 22 points per game. Everything pointed to the Cowboys being able to take care of business against Denver. I heard Mike McCarthy say, don't take the cheese. Yeah, it's a trap. Whenever you play down to competition, you generally get bit. You generally fall into the trap of of letting a, a, a significantly good team in terms of their abilities, they're in the NFL for a reason, they can come up and bite you anytime you take them for granted. Okay, well... Was Denver's defense too good today? They got rid of Vaughn Miller. Arguably one of the best linebackers in the game. They got rid of him, got rid of that contract, sent him to the Rams. Um, uh, did that make their defense magically better? Um, was it Dallas's defense? Was, was it just too bad where Dallas has been responsible for top-tier takeaways throughout this year? They've been responsible for holding teams down to points that have, have traditionally maybe scored some, like the Chargers who had scored a lot. They held them to 17 points or something like that. Um, even the even the, the Bucks when they lost to them, they, they barely scratched out 30 points. They kept them to 29, and uh, or it was, uh, I don't remember what it was, but it, it wasn't that much, and the Cowboys had taken the lead with two minutes and then allowed Brady to do what Brady does. Uh, the, the Cowboys' defense has taken the ball away and has taken away things that other teams have done well. Like when they played the Vikings, they held the Vikings to 17 points, and the Cowboys' defense was was just firing on all cylinders against New England. Block, punt, uh, interception, return for TD, I mean, you name it, all these things. But yet, all those things are not the reason that we have been winning, according to the Dak 
the the Dak sucklers is what I like to call it. The Dak sucking ball lickers. They just they think Dak is the second coming of football Jesus, and it's absolutely garbage. Uh, Dak barely had 120 yards until the last four minutes of the game, called garbage time. But anybody looking at Dak's stat line, fantasy football, Dak Prescott, he scored 232 points, uh, 232 yards, and two TDs with only one interception. So you're looking at it, Dak had an average game. Dak had a decent game. How come the rest of the team didn't perform? Well, that is completely the wrong way to look at it. Dak had barely done anything up until four to five minutes left in this game. And to say that Dak Prescott is not one of the largest, if not the largest reason why the Cowboys lost against the Broncos tonight is completely false. The defense could only do so much, especially if they are completely behind. Momentum is a huge factor in this game, and Denver had all of it. You're looking at Dak Prescott. He had two weeks to prepare for this game. He had two weeks. Probably healthy enough to play in the Minnesota game, but they didn't want to chance it. That's another potential reason why uh, they took the cheese today is because they took Minnesota for granted, in my opinion, and then scratched out a victory with a backup quarterback, which nobody anticipated them to do. And then now we have our starter back. We have our Jesus back in uniform, and... We lay, we, we lay a big, dull, dud egg, okay? There's no reason. There was absolutely no reason why Dak Prescott had to come out flat in today's game. He should have been 100% prepared for today's game, and he was absolutely ill-prepared. Uh, maybe, it, maybe it has to do with the, uh, the press conference that he had on Thursday, Friday, where he just decided to tell everybody what they're going to do and make sure everybody knows Tyron Smith is out and Terrence Steele is going to be playing left tackle. This, the rookie, five games in, Terrence Steele playing left tackle, Lyle Collins coming back and playing right tackle. Just go ahead and tell everybody that in, in, a, in a press conference right before your game. Uh, let me tell you this, guys. Elite quarterbacks do not give away the game plan before – they play somebody. The game plan is then discussed after the game. What did you think about Terrence Steele playing left tackle after y'all took care of the Broncos today? He did a great job. He did a wonderful job. We knew that coming in all week because we knew he was going to be the guy. Not on Friday before our Sunday game saying, oh, yeah, guys, hey, just make sure you know, and Denver, go ahead and prepare. Terrence Steele, new guy, not really not really up to snuff at the, at the NFL level at left tackle, one of the most important positions of the game. He's going to go ahead and play there for Tyron Smith, who's been excellent for the majority of this year up until he got hurt. So elite quarterbacks don't do that. Elite quarterbacks don't give away intel pre-game. They just don't do it. They also have a way of winning despite a defense that is a little bit struggling. <coughs> they, have a, they have a way of overcoming some of the adversities that are, that are just thrown at, the, thrown at them. They have a way of, even if they lose a game like that, they make it competitive. That's what elite quarterbacks do. And, guys, Dak Prescott is not elite. He's a good quarterback. He's going to get you some wins. But I don't believe he's going to get us there. If he does, I hope he does. I hope I'm proven wrong. I've said it all along. I've said it all along. I hope he gets us to where we need to be. I hope he gets us into the playoffs. I hope he gets us to a national uh, an NFC championship, and I hope he gets us to a Super Bowl championship. That's my stance on the Cowboys. It always has been, and it always will be. Until next time, I am the Average Joe Boo for Average Joe's Media. Make sure you pump the brakes.
Welcome to the Cowboys. This season six veteran. We all judge you. We all judge you. Everybody's watching you play. All waiting to see why you got paid. What happens next? What happens next? Subpar performance. Subpar performance. I dare you to lift your team up on your back. Another turnover. Another turnover, but it wasn't Dak's problem. No, it wasn't Dak's fault this time.